Welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. This is compilation number 7, episodes 19, 20, and 21. So, if you like it, share it with somebody else, put it out on social media. It would be greatly appreciated. And to all those listeners out there, I'm starting a new competition. If you have an idea for a new bedtime story or a planet to visit, send me an email at dad.bedtimestories at gmail.com and the winning person will have a story made up based on their idea. We're starting things off tonight with episode 19, The Unicorn Planet, and this one is dedicated to my daughter. So just lay down in your bed, cozy up in the blankets, let yourself sink down into the mattress, and just listen and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. In this episode, Footsie and the main character, you, are traveling through space in search of new adventures and new planets. You wake up once again on your spaceship when you open your eyes and look up at the ceiling. All you can see are stars quickly flying by. Beep, 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 beep. Alert, alert. Beep, 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 beep. Alert, alert. What is it, spaceship? I have detected a very cool planet. What? Why is there an alert for that? Can't you just tell me? I set the alarm for adventure. And I believe we have found one. Okay. Um, Well, thanks, spaceship. That's pretty cool. I guess we should head towards it. Um... What makes it so cool? Can you show me a picture of it? Displaying picture now. Up on the view screen in the spaceship appears a planet. This planet is purple and pink and white and a little hint of blue. Well, that planet looks really strange. Why does it look so different than other planets we've seen? I believe this is a unicorn planet. A unicorn planet? What do you mean a unicorn planet? I mean it is a planet full of unicorns. Really? A planet full of unicorns? Um, like magic unicorns? I believe so explains the spaceship. Well, that does sound pretty cool. Yeah, let's go there. The spaceship turns to the right just a little bit and speeds up even more. Stars start streaking by even faster than they did before, and before long it comes to a sudden stop. Everything stops streaking, and you see a planet in front of you that looks just like the one on the view screen. Pink and purple and blue and little hints of white floating around. Let's go, you say. You jump into the command seat, grab the wheel, press forward on it, 
and put the throttle just a touch forward, flying it down towards the planet. As you get closer, the planet gets bigger and bigger until it takes up the entire viewing screen. You fly down and dip below the clouds. But as soon as you do, you notice creatures flying around as well. Hundreds and hundreds of unicorns. Each one flies from place to place, leaving a rainbow streak behind it. Each one has a rainbow-colored horn and rainbow-colored wings. I did not think these things really existed, you say. They do, explains the spaceship. In an infinite universe, there are infinite things, including a planet of unicorns, explains the spaceship. You land in a nearby field of purple grass, surrounded by pink and purple trees and bushes. You put on your spacesuit before exiting, not knowing what the atmosphere is really like on a planet full of unicorns. You press your watch, and so does Footsie. The spacesuit folds out around you, covering you in a metallic armor. You think about floating up into the air, and you easily do. You and Footsie float out of the back of the spaceship. When you come out, a unicorn lands in front of you. It tilts its head sideways and stares at you. You can tell it's wondering what you are. And suddenly another unicorn appears beside it. Both of them look at you. And then you hear a voice inside your head. Who are you? Says the voice in your head. What? Where is that coming from? It's coming from us. Says the unicorn. Uh, you, you can talk by... You can talk by thinking? I'm hearing your voice in my head? Yes. What are you? Asks the unicorn. I'm just a human from the planet Earth. What are you? We are unicorns. Oh, right, I knew that. Well, uh, unicorns are intelligent and they can talk? Yes, obviously, says the unicorn. Oh, yeah, right. Well, anyways, um, we don't mean to disturb you or anything. We're just looking around for adventure. Adventure, you say? The last person who came looking for adventure stole my friends, explains the unicorn. What do you mean, stole your friends, you ask? Like he abducted them? Yes, he was a collector of rare animals. He took my friends to put in his collection. That's terrible, you say. Can we help you get them back? 
You would help us? asks the unicorn. Of course we would help you. That's a terrible thing that person did. Do you know where he took them? I have some idea. He left this year, says the unicorn, grabbing a small piece of a spaceship and throwing it down in front of you using its mouth. I believe I can scan this, says the spaceship. A light appears from the back of the spaceship scanning the part. I believe we can trace this through space. It has a very distinctive energy signature. Calculating location now. Oh, okay. How long will it take to find it? A few minutes. Okay, well, we can probably wait. Would you like a tour of the unicorn planet? Asks one of the unicorns in your head. Ah, of course we would. Hop on, says the unicorn. Uh, oh, okay, are you sure? Yes, says the unicorn inside your head. The unicorns walk over and fold down their wings. You jump on one of their backs, and Footsie jumps on the other. What are your names? You ask. I am Starlight, and this is my sister, Rainbow Dash, explains the unicorn. Well, it's really nice to meet you, Starlight and Rainbow Dash. Those are some pretty great names you have. Yes, thanks. You, says the unicorn. The unicorns start flapping their wings. You hold on to them tight as you almost get thrown off. They fly high up into the air. You fly higher and higher into the pink sky until you start to pass through the fluffy white clouds. Down below, you see little blue lakes and a huge blue ocean surrounded entirely by pink and purple trees. The unicorns fly over lakes and mountains until you hear, Alert! I have located the spaceship, says the spaceship. Okay, well, can you come pick us up? I'm already here, says the spaceship. Suddenly in front of you, the spaceship materializes out of nothing. Whoa, you say, stopping from hitting it just in time. You were just in front of us and invisible? Yes, says the spaceship. Okay, well, let's go. Can our friends fit? Yes, says the spaceship. The back doors open and you and Footsie the Sasquatch fly into the spaceship riding on Starlight and Rainbow Dash. Once you're inside, you realize that the spaceship seems bigger inside than normal, like the spaceship adapted itself 
for Rainbow Dash and Starlight to fit easily. You go to the control center and sit down in the command chair. Now, where are we headed, spaceship? I am displaying the map now, says spaceship. Up on the view screen appears a map of space with a big blue dot highlighting a planet not too far from where you are. I believe that the thief lives here, says the spaceship. Let's go get him, you say. You push forward on the throttle all the way and the spaceship blasts up into the air away from the unicorn planet. You watch as the planet gets smaller and smaller as you fly further and further away. Jump to super hyperdrive, you say to the spaceship. Confirmed, says the spaceship, and suddenly everything just turns to streaks of lights. You watch as the stars streak by. They almost look like lines of light. And before long, it comes to a sudden stop. Just outside, something that looks like a planet, but is made entirely out of metal. A huge planet-sized space station. Whoa, you and Footsie say at the same time. I believe your friends are being held in there says the spaceship okay well let's sneak in in stealth mode spaceship turn invisible turning invisible suddenly you see a flicker on the walls around you and you can just tell that the spaceship has turned invisible spaceship get real small shrinking now the spaceship starts to glow just a little bit around you and you can feel yourself in the spaceship shrink and shrink and shrink until you're no bigger than a little housefly. You fly the spaceship up to the huge space station. Spaceship, you say, do the thing. What thing? asks the spaceship. You know, the thing where you cut a hole through the hull of the... of the space station, you explain. Right, doing the thing. On the view screen, you can see a laser shoot out of the spaceship and cut a small hole in the hull of the space station. You easily navigate the spaceship through the tiny little hole, and behind you, the spaceship shoots another laser that closes the hole around you. Okay, we have to find out where your friends are. Spaceship, do you have any idea where we should go? I will hack into the space station and find a map. A little wire shoots out of the spaceship and plugs into a computer terminal on the wall. You hear a bunch of beeping and bopping. And then the spaceship says, I have a map. Up on the view screen, a big map showing all of the different sections of the space station appears. 
you see a huge cavern of different hallways and corridors, but right in the center of all of it is a huge open space, and it's labeled Zoo. That must be it, you say. He probably keeps all of the animals in the zoo. We need to go there. You fly the spaceship through the corridors, left and right and right again. You zig and zag until finally you appear in the center room. When you look around, you see hundreds and hundreds of different animals and alien species, each one in a little habitat of its own. The rooms look really comfortable, almost like hotel rooms made specifically for each one. But you can kind of tell that the creatures in them aren't completely happy. We have to free them, you say. It's the only option. Spaceship, hack into the space station again. The spaceship again connects little wires to one of the computer terminals. What would you like me to do? asks the spaceship. I want you to open the doors to all of the habitats and then use the big space in the center to get larger and open the back doors. We'll get in all of the animals we can. Yes, I will expand the inside of the spaceship, but keep the outside small. I've always wondered how that's possible, spaceship. It is due to magic, explains the spaceship. Well, that that kind of lines up, you say. That, yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, ready? On three, two, one, go! The spaceship opens all of the doors to the animal cages, and then it flies to the center, grows larger, and opens the back hatch. You run outside and yell, Come on! If you want to get out of here, get in the spaceship, quick! All of the animals just kind of look around, confused, until they realize you might actually be there to free them. They all start running, including two unicorns. They all get into the door one by one until the very last one. You're about to leave when you hear somebody. Hey, not so fast. Those are my creatures, says the bad, bad man. Oh no, quick, let's get out of here. I don't think so, says the man. He presses a button on the side wall. An alarm goes off and a force field suddenly appears around the entire room. Uh-oh, you say. You get back in the command center. Okay, shrink back down, you say. The spaceship glows and shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. The inside seems to be the same size because you shrink with it but you can tell that you're smaller because everything around you is bigger. You begin to shoot a laser all around, but it just bounces right off the force field. Spaceship, get us out of here. I can't, says the spaceship. 
This force field is impenetrable. What does that mean, you ask? It means we can't get out. Oh no, you say. What if, what if you just grow really, really large? I don't know. I will try. The spaceship starts to glow. It grows and it grows and it grows until it's pushing on every side of the force field at once. The force field sparks and spurts and before long it crashes and the spaceship continues to grow and grow until it becomes so big that it breaks the entire space station apart. You see the man going, No! We can't let him get away, you say. Spaceship, open a hatch. Above you, a hatch opens in the ceiling of the spaceship. You press the button on your watch and your spacesuit covers you very quickly. You fly straight up through the ceiling and outside you find the man trying to run away in one of the pieces of debris and get towards an escape pod. You land right behind him and tap him on the shoulder. He turns around and goes, eh, um, eh, I wasn't really trying to hurt anyone. I was just keeping them safe, you know. <laughs> you say, I don't think so. You hold up your arm and you zap him with a sleep ray. The man immediately falls asleep on the ground. Spaceship, get him in the brig. Yes, says the spaceship. The spaceship sends two robots out to pick up the man and bring him into the spaceship. Inside, they place him in a jail that's off to the side of the main room, and a force field appears in front of him. Now, we have to figure out what we're doing with all of these creatures. Yes, says the spaceship. I could print different ships to get them home, explains the spaceship. But you don't have them right now, do you? No, says the spaceship. They will take all night to print. Okay, well, let's, let's get that going now. I guess we can just find a place for all of these animals to sleep now that the spaceship is gigantic. Yes, I will ensure there are rooms, says the spaceship. A door suddenly opens into the floor, with stairs leading down to another area. Go downstairs, says the spaceship. You and the animals walk downstairs and you see a whole gigantic room full of different what look like hotel room, each one designed just for a single animal species. All of the animals quickly find their place and you say goodnight. You head back up the stairs where you find Footsie. Well, Footsie, that was a really long day, you say. You and Footsie say goodnight and you go to your bedroom. You climb inside, crawl into your bed, and pull the covers over you. 
Good night, spaceship, you say. The spaceship dims the lights and says, Good night. You close your eyes and quickly you begin to fall asleep, allowing yourself to drift off as you sink deeper into the mattress. And if you're still awake, we're going to move on to episode 20. This one's about Changer the Changeling. You wake up once again in your starship. You look up at the stars flying quickly by above you. Spaceship. Uh, Do you have those ships ready for these animals and aliens to get back home? Yes, all ships are prepared. I have put them in the hangar bay. We have a hangar bay? Yes, says the spaceship. Go down the elevator. Suddenly, an elevator pops up out of the ground. You open the door, go inside, and press a button on it that says hangar bay. Suddenly, you feel yourself dropping quickly all the way down and come to a nice soft stop at the bottom. The door to the elevator opens and you see a huge open space filled with little spaceships. Wow, okay. Well, I better go get the animals. You go back up to the floor where the animals are sleeping and one by one you help them get in their spaceships and say goodbye as they fly back to their home planet. They thank you and go off on their way. After a while, all of the animals are gone. Now, you say, what do we do with this zookeeper? I was thinking about that. Suddenly, an alert starts to go off in the spaceship Alert, alert, boop, 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 alert, alert, there is an evil robot detected. You can detect evil robots? How do you know if they're evil or not? I just know, says the spaceship, putting it on the view screen. On the view screen pops up a picture of a gigantic robot. It's almost entirely black, covered in armor and carrying a huge sword and a huge shield. It's flying towards you at an impressive speed. Then from behind you, you hear, Ha 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 ha, I told you, ah, you wouldn't get away with this. I have friends in very high places. How did you... How did you alert them to this? You ask the zookeeper. Ah, well, you don't know much about me, but I'm prepared for everything. I had a tracker installed in my arm, and if I ever disappeared for too long, contingency plans were put in place. (laughs) Says the evil zookeeper. Ah, man, now we're going to have to take care of this. Spaceship, get that tracker out of him and scan him for anything else that can be 
used to escape or anything like that. I will comply, says the spaceship. Suddenly, robots fly out of the walls of the spaceship and go right into the jail where the zookeeper is being held. They zap him to sleep and then take him on a stretcher to what you can only assume is the medical bay. Thanks, spaceship. Now, what are we going to do about that giant robot? I suggest we fight fire with fire. But what are you talking about fire with fire? There's no fire in... Oh, you say. You mean we should turn into a giant robot too? Yes, says the spaceship. Okay, well, do it, you say. Suddenly, the spaceship starts glowing around you. It begins to reshape itself into a huge robot also carrying a sword and a shield. Out of the ceiling drops a helmet. You know exactly what to do. You put on the helmet and close your eyes. When you open them, you see through the eyes of the robot and everything you do, the robot does. It's like the robot is your body. You practice moving your arms and legs a little bit, stretch, do a couple practice swings with the sword, and fly left, right, up and down. I think I'm ready to go, you say. You crack your knuckles and prepare yourself for an attack, putting the shield out in front of you. You see the robot flying towards you in the distance, fire shooting out of his feet, zooming faster and faster straight at you. You brace yourself for impact. The robot comes, swinging his sword in the air. You block it with your shield without any issue, but sparks fly everywhere, and you start to fly backwards with the force of the robot. You engage all of your thrusters just by thinking about it and push back against the robot. Slowly you come to a stop and start to push him in the other direction, but he jumps sideways out of the way and you just fly straight. You turn around and catch him just in time to put up your sword to block his sword from hitting you. Your swords spark as they hit together. You begin a sword battle. You swing and he blocks. He swings and you block. You fly left and right. Just imagine yourself in a battle with the other robot. The next time he strikes down with his sword straight towards your head, you put yours up above you and block it. Then you use your foot to kick him in the chest and throw him away. The robot sputters and drops his sword in the air. This is the opportunity, you think. You swing your sword at his arm and cut the robot's arm right off. Then you spin around with another strike and take out his legs. Then from the center of your chest, you suddenly feel like you can just shoot a giant beam of energy. And you do. You put your arms to the side and a giant blast of energy shoots straight out of your chest, hitting him and causing the robot to explode. Footsie is behind you and starts cheering. You close your eyes again and take off the helmet. 
You're back in the center of the spaceship. Change back into a spaceship now, you say. Changing back, says the spaceship. The spaceship glows around you and starts to shrink and form into your normal spaceship size. The robots bring back the zookeeper and put him back into the jail. Uh, what do we do with him, you ask Footsie? I don't know, says Footsie. Why don't we put him on the snake planet with those other snakes? He's not a snake. I mean it metaphorically. He's like a snake. He's a mean man, says Footsie. Oh, well, I guess that would work, but maybe we should put him on the other side of the planet. We can make him a house and give him food so he's okay, but just make sure there's no technology or anything he can use to escape again. That is a good idea, says a voice in your head. What? What's that? It is I, Rainbow Dash. What? You're still here? Out from behind you walks Rainbow Dash. Yes, says Rainbow Dash. The others went home, but we were waiting for you, says Rainbow Dash. Oh, well, I guess we better get you home next. First, let's get this guy to the snake planet. Spaceship, set a course. Setting course, says the spaceship. The spaceship suddenly jumps to super hyperdrive. The stars turn into streaks on either side of you and you feel a weird sensation come over your body. Before long, the ship suddenly stops. Everything turns from streaks to solids, and you find yourself right above the snake planet. You take control of the spaceship and fly it gently down to the surface of the planet. Spaceship, you say, do the thing. What thing? asks the spaceship. You know, the thing where you make a house and a habitat for this guy so he can be stuck here for the rest of his life. Oh, yes, doing the thing. The back door of the spaceship opens and suddenly robots appear from the sides. They bring out a huge 3D printer and place it on the ground. It begins to print parts of a house and the robots start to assemble it. Do we have to wait for them to finish, or can we go back to the unicorn planet and drop these guys off? They will be fine. We can leave him here. They will wake him up when finished. The robots carry the zookeeper out on a stretcher and place him on the ground, still asleep. You, Footsie, and the unicorns get back on the spaceship. You sit in the control center. You grab the wheel, pull back on it, and press forward on the throttle. The spaceship quickly flies into the air. It passes through the clouds and out into space. Once you're far enough out, you tell the spaceship to set a course. Setting course for the unicorn planet, says the spaceship. The ship once again jumps to super hyperdrive. 
The stars that you could see in the past turn to streaks around you, and you feel that funny feeling once again. Before long, it comes to another sudden stop, and everything becomes solid again. The streaks disappear, and in front of you is a huge purple and pink and white with hints of blue planet. You take the controls and fly back down towards the surface. You land in the same place where you met Rainbow Dash and Starlight in the first place. You open the doors to the back of the spaceship and you hear a voice in your head. Thank you for freeing our friends, says Rainbow Dash. You're welcome, Rainbow Dash. I... I hope you have a good time on the planet, and I hope we can see you again. Yes, if it isn't too long of a trip, I hope we can see each other once more, says Rainbow Dash in your head. Wait, I have an idea, you say. Spaceship, get one of those portals. Getting portal, says the spaceship. Out of the back of the spaceship flies a portal being carried by robots. The portal's placed down on the ground. This portal will allow me to come back and visit whenever I want. Plus, uh, it'll help me get home quicker, too. That's very nice, says the voice in your head. Thank you again. The two unicorns flap their wings and fly high up into the air. You wave goodbye, and you turn around, and as soon as you do, you see what looks kind of like a dog, but is entirely green. Ruff, ruff, says the dog. Ah, uh, did we, did we miss one, spaceship? Scanning. The spaceship shines a light on the dog and scans it. My records do not show where this creature is from. Oh, so can you find a way home? I do not recognize its energy signature, says the spaceship. We can't get him home. The dog walks up to you and licks your leg jumps up and barks. You pet the dog and it excitingly starts panting. Ah, can I keep him? I, my parents probably don't want me to have an alien dog, you say. And suddenly, the dog starts to shift its shape. It changes into a normal earth puppy. Ruff, ruff says the fluffy white puppy. You pet it on the head again and it jumps up into your arms. Well, you can transform, can you? Let me see, says Footsie coming over to see the pet. Suddenly the dog transforms into a giant wolf and growls at Footsie. Ah -ha! says Footsie jumping away. As soon as he disappears, the dog transforms back into a puppy. Uh, I think it's a changeling of some kind. I think I'm gonna call you Changer, you say. The dog 
barks excitedly. You go to the control center in the spaceship. Spaceship, shrink down to portal size. Shrinking now, says the spaceship. It glows around you and shrinks down just small enough to fly through the portal. You fly through the portal and arrive in your front yard. You land in the front yard and the doors open. You, Footsie, and Changer get out. Footsie waves goodbye and presses the button on the nearby tree again. It opens a secret entrance and Footsie jumps in and the tree goes back to its normal place. The spaceship shrinks down to toy size and flies right into your pocket and you go inside to show your parents your new pet. Your parents aren't really sure at first, but they agree to let you keep the pet until you can find its owner. You give them a huge hug saying thank you, and then you and Changer go to bed. You crawl into your bed and Changer jumps up laying right at your feet. You turn off the lights and say, good night Changer, says Changer, curls up and lays down. You close your eyes and lay back in the pillow. You allow yourself to sink down into the mattress, letting go of any tension in your arms, and then letting go of any tension in your legs, and then in your body, and your head, and your face allow yourself to just drift off to a world of sleep and dreams. Have a good night everyone. And if you're still awake, we're going to go on to episode 21, Changer Goes to School. Hello and welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Once again, thank you to everyone who's sharing my episodes on social media. And just a small request that if you like an episode, put it out there, share it with somebody else. It goes a long way. This is episode 21, Changer Goes to School. As you likely remember from the last episode, you found a little alien dog named Changer. Changer seems to be able to change into any animal he wants to. So just close your eyes, lay down in the bed, and just imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. You wake up to a strange feeling on your face. What is that? You open your eyes and you see Changer licking your face. Oh, good morning, Changer. How are you? Woof, woof, says Changer. You pet him on the head and scratch him on the chin, and you both get up out of bed. You and Changer head for the kitchen where your parents have made you breakfast. You eat one of your favorite breakfasts and you put some of it on the ground for Changer because you haven't found a chance to get him some dog food yet. You wonder if Changer actually eats dog food, seeing as he's an alien dog, but eh, that's a thought for another time, you believe. After breakfast, you get your school bag and all of the other stuff on that you need for school. 
You start to walk out the door and Changer barks. Woof, woof. You look back at Changer. What? says Changer. You can't come with me. You're a dog. They don't let dogs in school. Changer suddenly starts to shift. He shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until he's a tiny little mouse. Then the tiny little mouse runs up your leg and jumps into your pocket. It peeks its head out. Well, I guess that works, you say. Okay, Changer, you can come. You walk out the door and you head to school. When you arrive at school, you hang out with your friends for a little bit before the school day starts, and then you head into your classroom. The school day starts and your teacher starts droning on and on and on about something, but all you can do is check on Changer. You put him in your hand and look down at him trying to make sure that nobody else sees. He makes funny faces at you, and you laugh and pet him on the head. Hey! You hear from your teacher. What do you think you're doing? You need to be paying attention to my lesson, says the teacher. I, I, I'm sorry, miss. Uh, I, I was trying to pay attention. I just got distracted for a second. Well, I never... In my day, kids were raised better than you, says the teacher. You feel really sad that she said that, and Changer can tell. You go back to what you're supposed to be working on and just start working away at your desk. But you feel Changer leave your pocket. Changer, you say. Changer, get back here. You try to whisper as quietly as you can without making a huge fuss. But Changer just runs away under the teacher's desk. The next thing you know, the teacher looks back at her desk, and standing in the center of it is a giant, incredibly ugly rat. Your teacher jumps up in the air and screams at the top of her lungs. What? What's that? That thing? She says. She screams again and runs straight out of the room. All of the children start laughing. The rat jumps down, transforms back into a tiny little mouse and runs back up your leg and into your pocket without any of the other kids seeing. Before long, the teacher returns with the principal. The principal looks around for a while and says, I can't see anything. I think you're just imagining things. My school does not have any rats in it. I pride myself on that fact. No rats in my school, he says. Now, you and these kids get back to your learning. He walks out of the room, and the teacher just sits down on the desk, very frustrated and a little bit scared still. Most of the rest of the school day goes okay, and eventually you head outside for recess. You try to head to the corner of the schoolyard where nobody will see you playing with Changer, and you sit there in the corner by yourself. You let Changer out of your pocket, and he begins to play around with some rocks and twigs and things. You play for a little while before somebody comes over and says, Hey, you! 
What's that you got there? Uh, nothing, you say. It's, it's nothing. You turn around and try to hide Changer behind you. That's not nothing, says the boy. He walks over, pushes you aside, and he grabs Changer. You got yourself a little mouse. You could get in a lot of trouble with playing with a little mouse at recess, the boy says. I, well, can you just give that back to me? I'm not going to give it back. I'm going to keep it for myself. And what are you going to do about it? The boy turns away and starts walking. Come back here, you say. The boy turns around again. Yeah? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to... I'm going to... Well, I just don't think you're going to like what happens if you keep that thing. Huh? I won't like what happens. What's it going to do to me, this little, little tiny mouse? The boy holds the mouse up by the scruff of its neck in the air in front of you. Suddenly, it starts to grow. It grows and grows and grows until it's a huge grizzly bear. The grizzly bear looks at the boy who immediately lets go and stumbles back, trips over a rock and falls on his bum, and then the bear roars as loud as it can. The boy immediately pees his pants. And then he gets up and runs away. As soon as he runs away, Changer shifts back into a tiny mouse, runs up your leg, and jumps back into your pocket. The teachers on recess duty run over. What? What's going on here? Did I hear something roar? Mm, I don't know, you say. I didn't hear anything roar. Then another teacher comes back with the boy's hand in hers. Do you know what happened here, mister? This boy is incredibly scared, and he's trying to tell me that there was a giant bear over here. Well, that seems like a little bit of an unbelievable story, you say. I think if there was a giant bear over here, I'd know it. I think he's just making up stories because he peed his pants and doesn't want anybody to know. You tell the teacher. Yeah, that does make sense, says the teacher. She walks away with the boy, presumably to call home and get him some new pants. You go back to playing with Changer. Changer shows you tricks that he can do. He jumps up and does a flip. Then he jumps up and while he's doing a flip, he transforms back into a puppy dog and spins around in a circle and barks happily. You pet him on the head again and say, good boy. Now we got to get back inside. The bell's about to ring. Changer jumps up in your arms and transforms into a mouse as he does it. He runs back down and hides in your pocket. You head inside and you spend the rest of the class listening and doing your work and every now and then getting distracted by changer in your pocket. Before long, the bell rings for the end of the day. You head outside to catch the bus and just then changer jumps out of your pocket and starts running in the other direction. 
It looks like he's seen something he really wants to chase. Changer, come back! No, we have to get on the bus! You start running after Changer, trying to stop him. But Changer just keeps on running. He runs and runs and runs, and he turns into a big dog as he does so. He heads far away from the school, faster than you can possibly keep up. You give up and sit down at the side of the school and hang your head down low. Changer, I only had you for a short time. After a while, Changer comes back. He barks happily. Changer, you can't do that. We have to make it on the bus, you say. Quick, change back. He shifts back into a little mouse and jumps in your pocket, and you run to get on the bus. But just as you start running, the bus pulls away. Now what am I going to do? My mother's going to be so mad if I miss the bus again. Ah, Changer. This is all your fault, you say. Changer puts his head down and looks really sad. But then he looks like he has an idea. He hops out of your pocket and stands in front of you. Then he transforms. He transforms into something that looks like a lion, but with wings. A griffin. Whoa, you think? That's amazing. You run and jump onto the back of the griffin, and he flies up into the sky. With each flap of its wings, it gets higher and higher and higher until you're way up above the school, circling around. He starts to glide over towards your house, but you say, Can we go for a little more of a ride? Rrrr, says Changer, and he flaps his wings harder, flying higher and higher into the sky, high up above the clouds. All you can see are the clouds below you and the sun above you. You feel the sun on your face. It's incredibly relaxing. You can feel the wind against your body. And after a while, you decide it's time to go home. Changer flies back around and swoops down towards your house. He lands in the front yard just as your bus pulls away. Nobody sees him though, don't worry. Then he transforms back into the puppy dog version of himself and barks. You run back inside and your mother says, Hey, where was that dog today? I thought he disappeared on us. Oh, don't worry mom, I found him outside. Um, everything's good. Well, she says, I got him some dog food. She pours a big bowl of dog food. Changer runs over to it, sniffs it, and gags. Ugh. Mm, maybe Changer doesn't like this dog food. Well, thanks, Mom, you say. Changer, come with me. You and Changer go to your bedroom and sit down on the bed. Spaceship? Yes says the spaceship flying off of your shelf. 
Can you replicate Changer something he'd like to eat? I don't think he likes the dog food here. Replicating now. A light shines out from the spaceship onto the ground. It forms a huge pile of green-looking mush. It looks like the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life. But Changer immediately jumps down, sniffs it, and excitedly starts eating it as quickly as he possibly can. When he's finished, he barks twice to say thank you, and then back up onto the bed. It's been a long day at school, and you kind of feel like a nap, actually. You lay back on the bed, you close your eyes, and you yawn. You pull the covers up over yourself, and Changer jumps up and turns off the light for you. He jumps into your lap, curls up with you, and you just pen him on the head gently as you allow yourself to relax more and more. And before long, you and Changer drift off to sleep.